Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 27. We've talked to some experts, professionals, skiers, professional snowboarders, photographers, filmers to see what's in their pack. And today will not disappoint. It's winter still, even though 2020 is now behind us. I'm excited to introduce episode 27's guest that we will be dropping in with. I don't know if it's lucky or not, but... I got to travel the world with this guy since I was maybe 16 years young. He's a mechanical engineer. He spent 13 years on the Canadian National Snowboard Team. He's a two-time Winter Olympian in snowboard halfpipe representing Team Canada. He spends a lot of time in the beautiful British Columbia backcountry. He is an Association of Canadian Mountain Guide splitboard guide and can be found guiding through throughout BC. He has two companies, 1080 Wood making wooden objects and Spline Snowboards making some of the wildest snowboards that I have ever seen on the market. All made by him from start to finish. This husband, father, friend, splitboard guide, engineer, Olympian, woodworker carries a very important pack in the backcountry. Let's see what's in Justin Lamoureux's pack. Justin Lamoureux, are you ready to drop in? Uh, I think I'm, I'm mostly usually ready to drop in. Okay. <laughs> My lighting's terrible, Burr. Don't, don't worry about it. It's a podcast. It also does yeah, go on YouTube. I know. What's I know. That? It does go on YouTube, but a lot of people will just be listening. So don't worry. Oh, okay. That's that's good. So I don't have to look good is what you're saying? <laughs> you always look good. You yeah. always look good. All yeah, right. Yeah. I'm starting. <laughs> so um, if you're new to dropping in, I start with 10 rapid fire questions that you've never seen before. Are you ready? Um, sure. Okay. Number one, where in the world are you today? Squamish, British Columbia. Okay. Number two, we have traveled a lot together. Where is two? It's kind of a two part question. Where is somewhere that you would go back for snow? And where is somewhere you'd go back for sun? Um, Japan for snow. Yes. Although some of those Italian trips were pretty amazing. That's true. And uh, like Madonna di Campiglio, like a very long time ago, was. Insane. I didn't get to go there. Oh, well, okay. Well, then... you guys had mad pow there, it. though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like right down to the Gandhi all day long. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, and then, yeah, sun, as far as those trips, I'm going to say Barcelona. <gasps> I love Barcelona. I know you love Barcelona. <laughs> it's like the coolest place ever oh my gosh okay oh now i just want to go to barcelona we're not allowed to travel covid Ugh. okay number three <laughs> moving on number hey, you three know what? I've, I've solved my light my, my light thing i've just turned myself off now i just look at you oh it's great <laughs> perfect Does it matter what i look like no no <laughs> i love it okay um number three this is kind of a heavy question biggest takeaway 
from the Olympics. From the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I, anybody could win? Well, That's no, okay. not in my case. That would just be Sean. So nobody could say he just won. <laughs> uh, anyone could do well, I suppose. But mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing about it is like not putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. In that sense, you know, in one sense, it's another, it's just a totally other, it's another contest. Yeah. But then in another sense, it's a totally different contest. And I found the first one was trickier than the second one, but the second one was at home, which would have more pressure. But I felt but it didn't. totally at ease. Yeah. In Vancouver. I know. Although it was, I don't know, that was a weird one. There, I didn't feel as much pressure there either, I don't think. I was just like, oh, wait, lifted, I made it here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the night, I mean, the night right before we competed, um, Brad Martin and I were rooming together. Yeah. And we were just chatting away. And the, I think one of the last things I said to him before I went to bed was, I've done everything I possibly can to do well tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it's just, what it is and then totally. just immediately passed out and fell asleep and i don't know what brad thought about that afterwards but <laughs> <laughs> remind me what place did you get at the 2010 games uh one behind you which would be seventh seventh uh but Still. for the guys it was pretty good as far as canadians are concerned the best <laughs> the best oh man let's go back to the olympics that was so fun <laughs> Although I got really sick at those games. You got to go to four of them. I know. I don't recommend Just, it. I though. feel like I'm slumming it too. No, you're <laughs> Trust me, you're not. Um, okay. Number, moving on from the Olympics. Number four, um, engineering and snow science. You are like the biggest brain I think I know. What's next? <laughs> I, well, thank you. I don't know about that, but thanks. <laughs> What's next? What are you going to learn next? Uh, currently, I am taking some online uh, master's of engineering courses through MIT. <laughs> You're nuts, dude. And you um, have a child. But, no big deal. Yeah, last year I started, I took a course in artificial intelligence. And then the spring when COVID hit, I took a few other courses to kind of like learn how to program some AI stuff and play with IBM Watson, which is this AI kind of computer like a robot? um uh no watson's just like their that's the name for their artificial intelligence that ibm has so i was learning how to program uh chatbots and stuff so if you'd go onto a website it would pop up oh yeah and you yeah, could yeah. ask you questions and it would come back with an answer sort of based on and it's not a human being no it's totally not a human being <laughs> technology so it's I was playing around with learning that for a while. And then the last few years, I wanted to go in, into a master's somehow, but I didn't really want to leave Squamish. Yeah. And nowadays with all the online things, uh, I'm able to take what they call micro masters, which is one third of the master's degree at MIT. So wow. I said, sure, let's just start. So I just finished the first course and then I'll take another one in January through to March and then the summer and next fall. And if I pass them all, then I'll have done like a third of the, the master's course. And then we'll see what happens after that. You're crazy. So just picking, just learning one thing at a time. I respect that. That's one way to do it. 
<laughs> oh, and then what? <laughs> then you're going to start building robots or something. I don't know. God. All I'm right. Getting, I bought a robot. <laughs> you build it? Well, it's a CNC. It's it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a robot. But I feel like you just use CNC. Like I'm like I don't even know what that means. It, it what? A, it's a computer controlled. It's a computer controlled cutter to cut. Oh. I'll use it to cut out snowboard cores and things like that. It'll be used for spline. Wicked. So it's just a big, big table, and it's just three axis machine. Yeah. That moves around with a router essentially on it. Awesome. Uh, or a knife blade, and you can cut various things in three dimensions and whatnot. Very kind cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, and number five, hike, cat, or heli? Boy, yeah. <laughs> I have to pick one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to default to hiking. I knew you were going to say that. I knew that. <laughs> I was like, I, I typed these out. I'm like, I know what he's going to, I think I know what he's going to choose. I mean, heli would be pretty close. If you get a really good heli day, it's pretty insane. Okay. Can you explain Actually, to really the, insane. can you explain to the people why you chose hiking? I know uh, because you're a hike a thon. You like hike everywhere. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I picked hiking due to, I mean, being in a helicopter is kind of like the crack cocaine of powder riding. It's just more, 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 right away, right away, right away, right away, right away. I want more now, 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 because you get to the bottom, the helicopter comes in, picks you up, you're right to the top in about a minute into the next run. And if you're really fast at it, you can bang out. I mean, I took some clients last year on 50,000 foot plus days, which is a lot of skiing. Yeah. And to put that in relation to Whistler Blackcomb, that'd be 10 peaked creeks. Oh my God, you're like in one day. fire. You're uh, like yeah, oh yeah. fire. Um, so you're just, you're going really quite rapid fire on yeah. the whole thing. So it's pretty amazing in its own right. But then when you walk up or you split board up a ski tour, you get to kind of feel the snow the whole way mm -hmm. and sort of be in tune with everything that's going on. Uh, and usually you can get into places that you can't get a snow machine into or a heli or something. Right. Um, and it's just a little quieter and I, well, it's a lot quieter actually. Um, <laughs> yeah and i just really enjoy the, the, the hike up and just kind of the being in that environment and i know but you're hiking yourself through the day you're hiking like when you would hike the half pipe you're like on the stair machine like it's no big thing you hike really fast <laughs> and and everyone else is taking the chairlift including me <laughs> Oh man. All right. So hiking one more well, one with nature, like you're I'm, earning I'm, it, right? Yeah, kind of. But I mean, in, in the half pipe, it boiled down in my head, it boiled down to time. If I took the chairlift, it took me 15 minutes to do a full lap. Right. But if I hiked, it took me five minutes. So I got three laps in the pipe by the time everyone else got their second uh, one in. Yeah. But seriously, your so five minutes would gonna... be my 20 minutes. You, how tall are you? Well, my legs are a little bit longer than yours. <laughs> like a foot. By, maybe yes, maybe a foot taller than you. Maybe more. <laughs> Anyways, Super hiking, deep. hiking. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Number six. 
Now, okay, you have a son and you've taught him, I've seen you on like stories that you've taught him some snow science, which I think is so respectable and rad. <laughs> um, being a father, what is the most proud moment so far? Uh, for him? Oh mm. my gosh. I think anytime he just accepts a challenge. Oh. Is kind of what I'm the most proud of him. Because that, that. that's, you know, what I want, really want him to, to do in life is just whatever it is, just accept the challenge and, and try and learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. And every time he does that and steps into something that he's uncomfortable with, mm -hmm. that's when I'm, I'm really stoked for him. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, back to the mountains for number seven, favorite mountain to ride in the whole wide world. Like a chairlift access mountain? It's your choice. Whatever. <laughs> you could hike it. Whatever uh, you want. Although if we go chairlift, I'll say Whistler Blackcomb. Okay. Um, as long as they don't tell me, send me any more emails saying I can't book a week out. <laughs> I know it's really <laughs> difficult right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually Whistler Blackcomb. Yeah. As far as chairlift access. And then anything else... Yeah, basically all the, the, the backcountry around the Whistler, Squamish, Pemby area. I, I, yeah, I can sort of pinpoint any of those because there's there's a lot of amazing mountains around. And For sure. There's, there's a lot of cool things to go snowboard on. Okay, cool. Uh, number eight, if you were going on a hut trip, how long would you go for? Uh, usually one week. One week. Okay. I mean, I, I would go a lot longer if I had food. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, thank you. Number nine, are you teaching any AVI courses right now? Right at the second? No. Not right now. Obviously, <laughs> we're on dropping in. But we're within like... With Mercedes Nicole. <laughs> within like the next little bit. Uh, on the weekend, Thursday, Friday, I was teaching uh kimmy my wife and a whole bunch of other friends basically all my friends wives for mm -hmm. the most part uh an ast2 okay so they had those we kind of bounced off that first half and then we'll do that second half next week i think something cool um and then i had the last few days uh private client that i was taking out uh ski touring awesome and right who on. do you recommend like can anyone just hit you up to do an avi course how does it work yeah totally Oh, just hit you up. Perfect. We'll yeah. get all your info at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number guiding heli heli access, like whatever. I know. It's so you want to cool. go slide on snow in the backcountry? Yeah, we could hit. We could I would that. feel very safe with you. I know that much. Number ten, you said that your favorite place to ride with a chairlift is Whistler Blackcomb. Let's break it down. Whistler or Blackcomb? It's my favorite. Creekside, <laughs> just even more specific. Whistler Creekside. There's another lift on Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Do you see my brother often? <laughs> never. Yeah, never. He's never there. Never. Never. Never Someone... see the heavens devils there. No, no, no I know. Someone I never was see like... you there, actually. I know because I, I am like the black sheep. I'm a Whistler girl through and through, but I live on Blackcomb, so it's just easier for me. I'm not going to drive to Creekside. Yeah, get it together, Murr. 
Creekside. I know. I'm not one with the posse. I mean, I do go up Fitz, and then I'll go up Garbo, and then I'll come down. But I got you. It is what it is. Justin, that was the rapid fire. Okay. Thank you. That's it. That was ten questions. That was ten questions. It's never like water. It's never rapid, which is my favorite, (laughs) but at least listeners and the viewers get to learn a little bit more about you that they may not have known before. Now we're going to head in and uh, take a peek at what is in your pack. So you go out as a guide, but you also go out just as a Justin, not a guide. Just as a Justin. Justin, What are you going to, what's in your pack? What are you packing in there? Uh, well, at least thankfully pre-warned me about this one, so I have a pack. Perfect. Where's my pack? Does it have an airbag in it? Oh, it's an Arteryx pack. No, there's no airbag in it. Black Arteryx um, pack not in this with one? red zippers. Uh, it's a cam You know, now that I've deleted myself, I, now I can't see myself. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, the Arteris Kamsky, it's a 38 liter bag. 38 liter bag. bag for most people, but I think a 30 liter is kind of, kind of the key choice. Okay. It's, it's currently set up for full guiding. Okay. So, for guiding. Cool. I, I wouldn't know what's in a guides pack. So this is cool. This is going to be the guides pack. Yeah. Uh, radio. Radio. In reach. In reach, yeah, we talked about that with uh, Chris um, Schiller. Scraper, that's really important. A scraper, Snap. like a snowboard scraper. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like for getting bindings on and putting splitboard house together and stuff, snow sticks to everything. Right. So scraper handy is. Okay, that's uh, like a really small scraper. That's brilliant. Well, yeah, it used to be a Rude Boys one, and I snapped it in half. Oh, okay. And so I just need like the, the chunk re- of it. Yeah, you don't need a huge. I'm one. not like scraping wax with it. Just, I mean, it'd be really just getting terrible the snow to off. scrape wax with. But just Top getting snow off. off and ice off things and things like okay. that. Okay. And you had some snacks in there. Uh, I love to know what your snacks yeah, are. And, uh, these are the emergency snacks, cliff shots. Cliff shots, okay. Because people bonk, and these things are amazing, and they yeah. don't weigh much. And they're they're pretty small, so they there's usually always some in my bag, but um, it's not full of food and things like that right now. So there'd be like this whole pouch is essentially full of snacks during my day. What kind of snacks? Let's get into snacks. I love snacks. Uh, fruit bars, shot bar, or like cliff shots. Yeah. Cliff bars, granola bars. Uh, I'm basically just sugar. Sugar. More or less. Okay. If you want energy in the backcountry, it's sugar. Sugar. Yeah, Erin Hogue takes out, like, her emergency is um, these little maple sugar things. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, oh, that's super interesting. Okay. Um, okay, and the, my pack's packed, like, there's a side zipper. Okay, yeah. If that makes sense. So it's like, you're not, yeah, you're, you're not going the, in from the top. You're going in no, from the side. I have my whole entire bag's packed from the side of the bag. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
And here is my skins. Uh, harness. Oh. Um, I'm like, those are your skins. Psych. No. no. That's a harness. Yeah. What's well, a real harness? Uh, you know, harnesses really accentuate certain areas. <laughs> bums. Bums. Um, yeah, harness carabiners, uh, micro traction, some slings and things like that. They all live kind of in the same pouch all together. Okay. Uh, this would be, I guess, if I'm going in the heli or like riding on glaciers and stuff. Okay. Would be kind of what's in here right now. Um, this pouch has 35 meters of rope. Uh, six mil rope. So I can rappel down on this and do a rescue and things like that out of pull people out of crevasses or lower them off cliffs and yeah. whatnot. Um, uh, rescue tarp. Classic. So this, yeah, this kind How of. How big is that? Uh, I don't know, like eight feet by six feet, maybe. Okay. Something this guy in uh, Canmore makes these, and they're basically like all the, the guides have this particular one. That brand. That's not it's like a... a slick bottom to one side. You burrito wrap everybody. Okay. That's not like the um, marathon. No, one. this is. That's like a real tarp. Yeah, yeah, this is like a, yeah. it's a pretty big tarp. Like I've set it up for it to have like a kitchen and things like that. Right, um, right, right. You know, okay. what color is it? Sit under it, sleep under it. Yellow, orange. <laughs> it's in orange. an orange bag. Oh, it's orange. Okay. It's cool. all orange. Cool, cool. Everything's orange. All my stuff is orange. So you can see you anywhere. Um, is that like a thing? Because all, like a lot yeah, of guides think, have, yep. have orange. Is like orange a thing for guides? Uh, well, orange, red, fluorescent green, yeah. those colors you don't really see in the wild. Like you don't see that in the environment in the wintertime. Okay. Right. So those things stick out yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you're wearing kind of bluish, black, green, white. Camo. You're the, fucked. The, those are all essentially camo colors yeah. in winter. Yeah. Or especially if you're in the forest or whatever. Right. Um, so they're really hard to see. So if having bright colors super handy if you ever have to get rescued or something to that effect or for just sure need somebody else to find you okay um first aid kit yeah is, there's a lot in that first aid kit isn't there yeah this is my like guiding first aid kit yeah. um but there's it's like the size of your I forearm <laughs> yeah it's pretty big um yeah there's a lot of stuff in there there might even be like some spare parts in there no i think i took those out but there's like masks and gloves and all sorts of stuff in there. Okay, cool. You could uh, save a life with that. I, I, or not like you could keep a life going. I, yeah, I could stabilize a life. Thank you. I That's suppose. the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and normally I, I would have uh, a puffy. A puffy, yeah, an extra layer. Yep, a, a puffy's good. Puffies are warm. <laughs> Because you're going to be hiking everywhere and then you're sweating and freeze. Yeah, you don't want to sweat as much as, as much as possible Yeah. Uh, when you're hiking. But yeah, I usually have a, a, a down jacket and then uh, skins, water, lunch, if I remember to bring lunch, which when you don't, is kind of annoying. Uh, extra 
gloves, sunglasses, an extra hat, like a thin hat. So yeah. if I'm ski touring, I kind of have like an uphill mode and a downhill mode. Okay. So uphill is thin gloves, thin hat, sunglasses. Downhill is goggles, thick gloves, layers, so yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, just again, to minimize that, that sweating. Um, there's a sneaky little side pocket inside this bag, which yeah. I have uh, a big knife. <laughs> on Robin, um, on I had I, sorry I had Robin Van Jin on an episode, and she's like, "I'm just kind of yeah. a knife girl." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, but it's like the, like a knife actually doesn't get used that much, which is kind of funny. But and so when every time someone's like, "I got a knife," I'm like, "What do you do with a knife? You can't cut a tree with a knife, right?" That is, you can, you can cut like little things with a knife, but it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like a full complement of screws like screw heads and drivers. Uh, tool, a handy tool yeah handy tool because you got to fix a whole bunch of things and then yeah like just a big multi-tool okay like oh and, leatherman yeah leatherman style thing nice uh i got some extra bolts and stuff for my splitboard bindings brilliant zap straps always handy, handy. um an extra ladder and uh ratchet for your bindings and then uh little hunks of little hunks of skin wax and i've actually I got a really good story about these lately my so my with well the skin wax is if you're oh if it gets really hot out for your skin because you're yeah for your skins because <laughs> you'll step through like the, the upper layer of snow is like melted so your skins get wet and then you step into the cold snow and everything sticks to your skin yes and then it, yes. it flops and it gets bigger and bigger so you use like a little, well, it's usually bigger than this, but um, you use some wax to kind Put of that on try it. and keep your skins dry so that you okay. don't get snow stuck to it. Got it. But as I recently found out, wax and snacks rhyme. Well, shoot, you ate it. No, not me. Oh. <laughs> it looks like gum. It looks like yeah. a piece of bubble gum. It does. So my, my, our, my friend who's living downstairs in our house, we went out touring recently and he forgot his lunch. So I was like, oh yeah, no, I got snacks for you. What, what do you need? And at the same time, I said, hey, here's some wax for his skins and he threw it at him. And then he knows I have lots of clip things around the house and it felt the wax fell in the snow. So he just like reached in to the snow and grabbed it and, and threw it in his mouth while I was reaching into my pack to get like a cliff bar. And then? And then 20 seconds, like, I don't know, whatever, 10, 15 seconds later, he's like, am I chewing on cardboard? This stuff is terrible. You're like, that's the new kind of cliff bar. <laughs> Slash, it's wax. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. What? And he's like, yeah, this stuff tastes terrible. <laughs> chewing on skin wax. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right, don't Dude, mix Max up. On the ground. He's still he's downstairs right now. I'm, I'm probably gonna heckle him about it later on tonight. Bless. He's still low, he's still with us. Yeah, he he's didn't still die with from us. the wax. Yeah, but in case you're wondering, skin wax doesn't taste good. Copy that. Not recommended. No, no. Um and then the uh front of my backpack. Yeah. Which is our uh oh, affectionately be known as like your your tool pouch yeah kind of thing on a ski bag um shovel shovel head probe probe 
out of the bag. Shovel handle. Shovel yeah, handle. Is there a saw in the bag. shovel handle? Well, that's a. This is like the. This is the guide special. Okay, um, this is a parcel wrapped with how many? Three. What do we call those things? No. So this is my saw. I know, um, but I was explaining what it was wrapped in. Which, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. The saw, like a lot of people use like a, a little chintzy snow saw kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, a pruning saw is actually much more legit snow saw. And then when you actually have to cut down a tree, you could actually cut down a tree or at least cut down more than one tree. Right. Your snow saw will only cut down one tree. That thing is legit. And then after that, it's a struggle. Pretty sure my dad has one of those. Well, I had to cut down some trees to get a helicopter in one time because I missed the landing. Uh-oh. And so I sat there with my old, like, snow saw. Yeah, you're over I cut over one it. tree down, and after that, it, it just progressively got worse. I was like, man, this is taking a long time to cut this tree down. <laughs> oh I'd love to get the helicopter in here so we can leave. Right. Okay. Um, what is it? Tree. What do you package it in? Well, that's – so this is a splint. Oh, that's your splint. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, like, sign – uh, signboard like chloroplast sign signing yeah 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 so it's kind of folded up and cut and then that's versatile because you would use that as a yeah splint it could be a someone. full a full, length, a full leg splint if and it and it cases your saw and, and it cases my saw and i can sit on it i can like lie on it if need be or something like keep me off the snow um are you the only person drops. that does this Oh no, this is like everybody does this. Oh, everyone this is like does the guy special right here. Yeah, it yeah, is like, super cool. If you're not running like this, because this thing doesn't weigh much. Yeah. And it's, a, it's like, a, like I can split my entire one meter long leg with this thing. Um, <laughs> you're so teaching, tall. I was, I was teaching X distances, and then he kept forgetting what it, one meter was. So then one day we measured my leg because I figured it was about a meter. Turns out it's a meter on the dot. Oh my goodness. So I can't talk to asked, you anymore. So he's like, well, he's like, how long's a meter? I'm like, it's my leg. And he's like, oh, right. Okay. That's a great visual, dad. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel like and, uh, that was like a yeah. huge inside scoop of like guides 101, what you guys use. It's really cool. Yeah. But we'll like pack things differently, like for the, for each day. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like I, I won't bring a rope and a harness on like a, I'm going ski touring in the trees. Okay. Kind of day, but the the first aid kit and the tarp uh, come every day. The the shovel probe saw, uh, splint, radio, those things come all the time. Very cool. Um, and the extra layers and sunglasses. Oh, I forgot. Like the most one of the most important things is right in the rain. Yes, the waterproof. Paper. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be a guide, you gotta be like you gotta have a book or something just to make yourself look legit. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was talking to Robin about it. I was like, "Oh, that's it's the right water. Empty. That's oh, it's empty. I'm like, no, oh, that's the waterproof paper." And she's like, "Doesn't everyone know that?" And I was like, "I don't think everyone knows there's such thing as waterproof paper." Yeah, I didn't know that until like I kind of afterwards I got into it. I was like, "Oh." And is yeah. it is there a waterproof pen and pencil? That- no, anything will write on these things. Oh, which anything. Is really cool. And they okay. started like, I want to say in the like 1800s making these things. It's pretty legit. Pretty Something. legit. I don't know. One of them, one of them, oh, you see, there's a history thing in the back of these books. That's why I knew what, what was going on. <laughs> you read everything. Justin, what kind of uh, peeps do you use? 
Uh, I have a uh, Berry Box S. Berry Box S. Is that like the most up-to-date thing you can have? Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. It's one of them. If, if there's a, a guide standard, yeah, it's probably that one. Wicked. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions. What's, what's up for the season with you? Uh, snowboarding and sorry, hold on. I can't look at myself again. (laughs) Gonna hide that. Uh, (laughs) snowboarding as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything's pretty up. It's pretty up in the air in terms of guiding and, you know, we're just trying to, we're just starting the cat skiing at Powder Mountain and the helis um with powder mountain and phantom and just yeah we're just kind of, everyone's the whole industry is kind of rolling with the punches that we have this year yeah at least we can take local people out and we can teach avalanche courses and mm-hmm. things like that which is good highly so, recommend an avalanche course if you haven't done one and i need to do my ast too i've done like level one probably three times now and i don't regret any of it but it might be time for me to bump it up <laughs> bump it up call dom i know how fun she would me and dom be she wants to do it too actually um, yeah that'd be wicked yeah awesome um so i'm just gonna do a couple takeaways from <clears throat> what we learned today in the short time that we had with you but amazing time <clears throat> sorry not long enough i know never long enough but I'll, i hope to <laughs> i'm gonna have to come to creekside <laughs> Um, a couple of things that you have in your pack that people might not think about the rope and the tarp obviously seem to be, uh, the rope. Do you take that with you every day? No, not every no. day. Okay. I might have, I might like a little five meter or something. Cause sometimes a little chunk. Can yeah. Can, really can help, help you get a long way. Um, uh, but I would say not that many people have repair stuff in their bag. Have which? Repair, like, re- like, oh, repair if you have like, like a busted that. binding or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tape. <laughs> yeah, keep all that. I like it. I, um, holy secret with the saw and the splint and the straps that was really, really cool. Um, to see how you did that, seriously, I'd never seen that before. Really, really cool. And, um, I did appreciate how you explained hiking versus the crack cocaine of the backcountry, which is heli. um is there anything oh and then also don't eat skin wax side note anything that i missed that you wanted to touch on uh no i'm i'm sure the two of us can chat for quite a long time so i know i know i try to keep them brief uh we're to the backcountry i think we're pretty good there totally okay (laughs) where can people find you online if they want to book courses with you or get a snowboard from you uh, they can just go straight through splinesnowboards.com and okay. contact through there. And uh, yeah, it'll come straight to me and yeah, snowboards, guiding, whatever. S-P-L-I-N-E. Spline. Very cool. Right thank there. you. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for dropping in with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for any time. Follow Dropping In on Facebook and Instagram at Dropping In with Mercedes.
Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.